If episode one was the amuse-bouche, episode two with goalkeepers and defenders must have been the starter. Which means here we are at the main course, the main event, the entrees. This is midfielders and this is not game week. No, no, no. This is Bandits Broadcast, an FPL podcast. We're going to tackle this in price order. Seems to make the most sense. So we're going to start at the top, the premium, where we've got 12 million for Aubameyang, Mane and Salah. Now, that's quite interesting, actually, because normally what we've got at the top is kind of 13 million. Last season was 12.5 for Salah, which was lower than we're used to. So 12 million is actually fairly cheap for the most expensive player, and there's three at this um, at this bracket. It means it's kind of more, more feasible to kind of get a couple of them in rather than kind of having to stick with one and then kind of jumping down to the 10 mil kind of range. Right off the back, right off the bat, sorry, um, Aubameyang is just the one that seems to have benefited the most out of probably any player in FPL for fixtures. That's because his opening two of Fulham and West Ham. It's meant ownership-wise is he beats Salah and Mane pretty much combined, and I think that bracket will, I think that distance will actually increase as we get closer to the deadline, just because I think everyone, me included, he's just perfect to placeholder. It gives us time to gives us a couple of game weeks so you hold in for Fulham and West Ham gives us a couple of game weeks to see first off City and Man United play their first game in game week two so then you get to pick between them or if Liverpool really impress in those first couple of games maybe we go the double up at Liverpool mids because he's 12 million it means you can downgrade to anybody which is perfect it might even mean that we just maybe Chelsea stand out and you want to get two or three of Chelsea attackers or Bamiang's there to just kind of have that flexibility in two game weeks I think is enough to kind of have your first impressions and kind of go you know what yeah that player looks fine I'm happy with this I don't I know a lot of people have said what if he braces both of those games what if he starts the season off with a couple of goals in both games and you just kind of sat on 30 points already from one player I think you really just have to if you if your intention is to get rid in game week three, which I think a lot of people, some people are even talking about doing it game week two, I think you've really just got to stand firm with that. The whole point is these two fixtures are really good, so you really want a good return. That's why you're getting him in at the start. Just because he hits some kind of form because of these two games doesn't mean when he hits Liverpool, Sheffield United, Man City, Leicester and Man U in the next six you can't expect those kind of returns to continue. He'll obviously get the, the a goal here and there in that run, but I, I don't think a goal here and there enough for twelve million will be will be enough. After that, it's a different story. But certainly to begin with, he's a perfect placeholder, whether that be for the second Liverpool mid or the City mid. Well, Hidi being Sterling, I think that'll be an argument between the two at game week three, and then Fernandez is obviously at ten five. It will be another discussion, I imagine. Now, between Mane and Salah, I'm quite disappointed with the same price because it just it makes Mane really unappealing to me. The, in terms of the actual FPL returns, there's not a lot between them, but it kind of felt that Mane was... That is the best Mane will do. He won't exceed what he did last season, I don't think. Whereas Salah took so many... If you look at Salah's shots, no, stats for his shots even, it's just mad the difference between them. 
and you, you, anybody will see that from just watching a Liverpool game, how many shots he's taken. Admittedly, a lot of them <laughs> do fly over the bar, but it's just so much more involved, and it feels like even though Salah still had a really good season last year, he could surpass that again and maybe get back to, I'm not quite saying he's going to hit 30 goals again, but we know he can do that. Whereas I don't think kind of Mane's got 18 and 22 in the last two seasons. That, no, that seems about right. You could see him getting 20 goals again this season. But whereas Salah kind of has that even higher ceiling where he could get another 10 goals on top of that. And at the same price, Salah's on pens as well, which you'll get, well, Liverpool don't get any penalties, but if they do get them, he'll get more of them because Milner presumably is on the pitch less and less. So if the same, it's a discussion if there's point, point 0.5, I still back Salah, but if, if there's a million between them, we can talk about it. I think backing both isn't necessarily a bad thing, not from the start, because I'd prefer Aubameyang at the start. But I think come round game week three, it's something we'll probably talk about. After that then, so you've got the two City boys at 11.5, that's KDB and Sterling. Now, KDB's kind of, he's almost not the exciting option, which is a weird thing to say for one of, if not the best player in the league, but he's obviously the assister. He broke the assist, well, matched the Premier League assist tally and got 23 FPL assists last year, which is just insane, but also for the first time hit double-digit goals. You kind of just hold him and are really happy. And don't expect returns against the obvious teams, maybe. City will score three or four against anybody, but the point is you'd never know where those three or four are gonna come from. It puts me him puts me off him as a captain option, which is pretty rotten for an eleven five player, but I I think it's just such an easy hold. I mean, game week one's obviously non runner because they don't have a game, but after that I just it's a no-brainer, but it's really boring. But points shouldn't be boring. He will be. He's the highest highest point scorer last season. He's, he's going to be right up there again. He'll be top three midfielders. Of course he will. Sterling's a different one. He kind of had really ups and downs. He obviously started the season really well and kind of ended it really well post-lockdown as well. And I do see him much more as a captain option. And he does seem to do, whereas KDB can pop up anywhere... You can almost see where Sterling's going to come up in these kind of away bankers is kind of where where you see the Sterling games. The problem I have with Sterling at 11.5 is this is also how I see Aguero, and Aguero is a million cheaper. So, again, it's probably a discussion we have later on in the season, well, a couple of game weeks into the season. I can't back <laughs> either of these guys, and we'll move Fernandes in a second, but I can't back paying over 10 million for a player that you're not going to have a game in game week one. So after that, yeah, that's Fernandez at 10-5, as I alluded to there. Again, he's almost, comparing the two seems a bit mad, but Fernandez FPL-wise, just kind of feels a bit like the KDB of Man United. He will get assists, he will get goals, and he's on penalties most of the time, and they get a lot of penalties. Again, he's not really very exciting, and I, I wouldn't really put the armband on him very much, but I, I think, again, he's just really, really good. There's not really much to say about him. If you want to get him, get him, but don't get him game week one. I think the interesting bits, 
kind of fall after 10 million. I think we're all probably going to be starting with Salah, let's be honest, and we're all probably going to be starting with Aubameyang, let's be honest. So let's not spend much more time talking about these premiums and let's move on to the slightly hotter picks down the price brackets. So slightly less premium then, we've got Rashford coming in at 9.5. 9.5 is simply too much for Rashford, I think. I think Greenwood will probably... If Greenwood gets the starts and they don't get Sancho, I don't see how Rashford will outpace Greenwood for 2 million more. I also just think Martial is a better pick at half a million less. I don't know how Rashford is more expensive. Not much more to say there. Son at nine, I think is a really nice price. They've got really good fixtures to start with, so you can't really go wrong there. There's not much... We all know what Son can do. He's got a really high ceiling. He had a fairly quiet season last season, but kind of so did Spurs, obviously. They didn't really do as well as they'd want to do. Their schedule's a bit mad. They've kind of got Europa League, but like the early stages, like straight away on the Thursdays as well, which you never really love to see. So there's not much else to say there. I think he's fine, and I think a lot of people are starting with him, and I understand that the fixtures are good enough to back, and he's been involved in pre-season, as you'd expect. Um, straight after that at 8-5. So Pulisic is there. Now, Havertz has basically been announced today at the time of recording, but obviously he's not in the game yet. I expect him to probably be the same price, 8-5 which means Ziyech will be the cheaper of the three. I really don't know where I sit with this. I kind of... Pulisic probably won't start the season, by the way, because he's injured. Ziyech has a little knock, but I think he'll be fine. Um, and then Havertz comes in, but obviously the season's so close now, maybe he doesn't start Game Week 1 either. With my Game Week 1 squad, and generally looking at Game Week, unless you're going proper short-term, you don't want any, or you want very few uncertainties in there. And the Chelsea mids, you just really don't know how they're going to look, who's going to be the first choice, and what system they're going to play. I'm not even completely ruling out going two forwards, because I know that's how Werner likes to play. So maybe that's the option, which means one of these new boys actually doesn't see regular starts. I don't necessarily think that will happen, but it's it's there's these question marks which don't exist with other players. It's why I'm, I originally started, my, a lot of my drafts had Ziyech in, all of these players are great and ZH8 seems really nice and I think he will be worth that eventually if Chelsea look alright but I don't like looking Brighton away to start with and then Liverpool at home there are a couple of Brighton away is fine obviously but Liverpool at home is really bad and then after that they've got a very decent run of fixtures so I think you can give it a couple of weeks see how they look and then back that I think Werner's is a different story because you know he's going to start and you know he's great so I think that's a bit more reliable, but you've got to kind of see how these other other pieces fit in before you do anything. Mara's at 8.5 is actually, I think, a really nice price and tempting one. He's not been talked about much at all. But he had a really great season last year, especially the second half of the season, and just has looked more and more close to a reliable starter. Because people will... If you show someone a draft that has Maras in it, they'll say oh, Maras will get regular starts, but none of the City guys do. None of them. KDB, maybe, but even KDB gets rested every now and again. Sterling doesn't start 
as reliably as you'd want from a premium guy. Mara's at 8.5, just he slots right in there. I think the only thing that puts me off him is the fact that Foden is two mil cheaper. And I think he could probably, we'll touch on him later, but I think he he could be the one. Pepe Willian at eight, Pogba at eight, Ali at eight. <laughs> They're all horrible. I really don't like any other Arsenal player other than, well, no, sorry, there's another one, but other than what do Arsenal look like week to week? Where will Willian play? If If Pepe will even play anymore? It's just not even worth considering, unless we, unless Arteta, unless you know Arteta and you you've got a direct link to what his team's going to be, or he's just going to tell us publicly. It's a complete stay away. Pogba now is just going to play further and further back. He does his job, which is fine, but I don't think he's an FPL pick anymore. Deli Ali's one to watch more so than these other guys, simply because if he does end up playing pretty far forward, then he could be pretty pretty decent at eight, especially with that run of fixtures which I talked about with Son. Greenwood is seven point five. That's super nice. He had an amazing season last year. And overperformed his XG quite considerably. So you'd expect him at some point to regress to the mean. With this opening mad run of fixtures, that regressing to the mean may not happen until Christmas. There, I mean, I really don't like just listing off fixtures, but Crystal Palace, Brighton, Tottenham, Newcastle, Chelsea... Arsenal, Everton, West Brom, Southampton, West Ham. There's maybe two fixtures in there, Tottenham, Chelsea, that you kind of don't see very good attacking-wise. All the other fixtures are really just great attacking-wise. He shoots like mad. He is an incredible finisher. And yes, he's probably not going to score 20 goals this year, but he's 7-5. If he just kind of regresses to the mean a bit, then he's still he'd be on for fifteen goals easy, which is seven five is mad. A couple of assists sprinkled on, you've got a almost premium returner at seven point five. I think uh, I'm not necessarily ruling out doubling up, but I think as a value pick, he will outdo Fernandez and Rashford. The problem with him is he kind of sits in a really weird price bracket. If he doesn't do very well or you want to get rid, the rest of the 7.5s are horrible. Nearly all the 7s are are non-goers. So you're going to have to upgrade pretty substantially where, I mean, we've already talked about the 8s being kind of stinky. There's only two 8.5s. He's kind of a bit alone in that price bracket. So maybe you just kind of stick with him and hold. It's not. It just means he's kind of a two-transfer player rather than a one-transfer, which isn't the end of the world and shouldn't put you off a player at all, but he, it's just something to consider. 
So after that, the there's no one else in the seven fives I'm interested in. The sevens, you've got Mount, which I think is one to really actually... He's not been talked about much at all, but he's, keep an eye on that lineup and look at Chelsea in the first couple of weeks because if he does start... He's obviously not going to be playing very far forward, but if he does start and he's kind of behind all these mad attacking players, he could be racking up assists every day. After that, it's the seven mil is is kind of stinky. Um, you've got Lallana at six five again. One to one. It's annoying he wasn't six. It's a shame the transfer happened before FPL launched because obviously he wouldn't have been six five if he was a Liverpool player. After that at six five. So the next standout one is Foden. I think he probably starts two thirds of games and gets appearances in the others. Assuming, of course, they don't sign Messi, which who knows what will happen at that point. But well, I know what will happen at that point. Foden won't get near the eleven, but Foden at six five, he just—I'm surprised—he's that cheap because we—he's proven that he is now in Pep's thoughts regularly. So I think it's in Pep's thoughts regularly. <laughs> sound a bit peculiar (laughs) Pep now thinks of him being in if not the 11 certainly like the 15 so I think he's definitely one to I personally he's one that he's penciled in I'm kind of seeing this the start of the season is this this two two week window where Arsenal fixtures are really good West Ham have pretty good fixtures and then Obviously, Man City have nothing and Wolves away. And Man United have a blank in game week one as well. So, I'm kind of... I'll probably hold everything for the first two weeks. And then I'm willing to kind of do three or four transfers in game week three. So, that'll be people like Aubameyang out. Maybe Antonio out if I've got him. And then maybe if I've got Saka as well. So there's three transfers there, and I'll be jumping on the City and Man U boys. I think Foden and Greenwood will be kind of near the top of my priority list, probably with a premium sprinkled in there. The rest of the 6 5, so there's West Ham guys, which again I think are pretty fine to start with because they're home Newcastle and away at Arsenal, which are really nice two fixtures, again, straight after that, binning them. Bowen is great. And I think he should be considered. I'd keep an eye on Snodgrass at six. He does have an injury, but there's talks of him being ready to come back, which could be super under the radar, but super tempting as well. Then at Wolves, there's almost... I almost have a feeling if they don't sign anyone at right back, could Triore play right wing back, which makes him horrible. It's just something to... I'm sure they will get someone properly, but I don't know what, who else is going to fill in there. Then, so that makes him a complete non-option, which is a shame. Um, and then you've got Jota at 6-5, which I think is really good. And I think he could be one to watch, definitely. I don't want to start with any of these Wolves guys because they've got pretty, pretty stinky opening too. Which you get again. It's always there's, there's like this mini two week window at the start where it's kind of I almost coming round to the idea of a wild card to begin with, just because there seems to be a fixture shift pretty early on already. Um, but one to keep an eye on um, at six five. 
Moving on to the six millers, which means we're also moving on to... Spicy pig! Uh, yeah, sorry about that. This is the spicy pig. Long-term followers will know that. Normally every week I will post, before the game week, a player selected by less than 5% of FPL players who I think is going to bang, certainly in the short term. In the, this will be a regular thing in the regular pods when they start i'll be picking a player every week to back in the short term in this pod i'm just going to pick someone that i think you've got to put him in for a bit of spice you've just got to put him in for a bit of spice and that's Ezra at crystal palace who they've just signed from kipper he is just the definition of a spicy pick they've basically bought a second zaha who plays a bit more centrally he is going to completely change the way Palace play. And I think it's a super... You've got to have a bit of excitement in your first 11 game week one. You just have to. And I think he could be it. And it feels a bit weird to have the Palace shirt. I don't think I've had a Palace player other than Kelly for the last couple of years. So it seems nice to see that bled and blue bled. That's blue and red combined shirt on the team. That isn't just some stinky 4 mil defender. Get him in. Let's get spicy. Let's get 6 milli. Let's go. At the rest of the sixes, there's nothing else other than Eze I would recommend. It's all about the five fives. Everyone's talking about the five fives. Let's start talking about the five fives. So St. Max, Armstrong, Saka, all 5-5, five, five. I think all kind of good. I wouldn't really worry about having any of them. I've seen teams with two in and they all look kind of fine as well. I think Newcastle's fixtures are probably the best out of the three. I think Saka's one that we've talked, I've talked about Arsenal way too much, this pod, but I think Arsenal have the best two openers. So what I'm leaning and what I'm tasting in the air tonight is get Saka in, 5-5, five, five, opening two. Let's go with him and then let's pick out of Armstrong and St. Max. Let's move on from there. I think St. Max is probably the one that's a bit... I, I can't under, quite understand how he's in so many teams because he is a bit flurry and he's a bit kind of... He's a bit of a spicy pick, but he's not... He's, seems to be owned by everybody at the minute I, I don't know if it's just because he's so funny on Twitter and he's been telling people to get him in his team, I don't know but he's one to, I think those those three are the standouts, I like Saka, I think he will start if you can predict, well he'll start as well as Pepe will which is mad considering the price difference and he just looks really good, he played great in the Community Shield game so I think start with him and then potentially move on to one of the other two depending on how things go um, or even, you may for me, for example, I'll be starting with Aubameyang and Saka. So it'll be a downgrade for Aubameyang, upgrade for Saka. Which means there might be space for another 5-5 in there as well. Um, then after that, the 5, the standout option there is Suchek at West Ham, who has been covered by many, but has very recently been confirmed to have covid 
and is therefore quarantining, which the 10 days takes him into the first game week. So our understanding at the minute is that he will not start that, or well, isn't eligible to start that because he has COVID. There's talk potentially of when he comes back from international duty that they'll just, well, I'm assuming he's back already, but I'm, they can test him just as much as they can. And then as if it's gone, then potentially... Uh, it just seems too dodgy, and I think he'll just have to quarantine. He'll miss game week one. After that, I think he's really good pick, but it's just then the fixtures after that get really bad. So it seems like the 5-0 dream at Suset has kind of gone. After that, I really don't think there's much much going on. I mean, I know people are talking about Burge. Sad the Burge. Or Burger. Which is bad. And I don't like at all. The rest of the 5 are all horrible. Then the 4-5s. Can we talk about this 4-5 thing, please? We do not have 4-5 million midfielders. That we should care about. I've seen, and by I don't want to start ranting, but I've seen good FPL accounts splurge out these articles on the best four or five midfielder. None of us are starting them. None of us are even putting them first or second on the bench. These four or five stinkers sit at the bottom of our bench. We shouldn't be playing them, and none of them are good. Don't worry about it. Don't spend any time thinking about it. At the minute, I've got Perveda in at Leeds just because he's super attacking. He is a winger. If there's an injury or if he does really well when he does come on, then he'll be a starter and a super attacking player on a decent team. But honestly, don't waste any energy on the rest of these four fives. Just get anyone... And stick them at the bottom of your bench. Don't waste energy on these fellas. The spice lies at six and above. Leave these four fivers alone. Enough on that. I got a bit carried away. And don't be offended if you have written 3,000 words about different four or five picks because guess what i don't read it i don't care they're all bad the four or five defenders nearly every single four or five defender will outscore every four or five midfielder that's all you need to know there'll be four or five defenders that outscore every single four or five midfielder i need to take a breath i need to calm down i need to have a, a sip of tea and just four or five mid stop 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 Uh, so I've had a little breather, and there we go. We're at the end of the pop, 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 pod. This was not game week, as I say. We had to do it. I did, obviously, not enough research. And by research, I mean searching for the name I wanted to use my podcast on any platform at all. I thought I had done that, which is why I went with game week. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good name for a podcast. Turns out it's already a name of a podcast. So apologies to game week pod, the actual game week pod. Not the one I started two weeks ago. So we've gone with Bandits Broadcast. It's got my name on it. It's got my logo. So I I am sure there's not another podcast called Bandits Broadcast. If there is, we'll have a duel or something. Next week, 
And by next week, I mean in the next few days. The season is so damn close. We've got to get going. So we're going forwards next week. Please DM message either me or the podcast directly with any questions you've got on forwards. The at now for the podcast is at Bandits Pod. Bandits Broadcast was too long. So it's Bandits Pod. You can just catch me at my main page, which is FPL Bandit. So the Bandit, Bandit, Bandit everywhere. And then we'll be moving on to forwards. And then if we can fit it in, we're going to go for a kind of bonus collective little meander at the end of the season, end of the pre-season and talk about our final drafts. But we'll talk about that maybe next time. But we yet forwards next week. Let me know what's going on. Please just do whatever you do with a podcast as well, guys. You know, follow, like, watch it on repeat. <laughs> just do whatever you can to help me out, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard here on my own. I, I just appreciate. I'm begging. I'm begging. I'm sorry. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Bandits Broadcast. 